Hey, it's Michael, and welcome to another podcast episode. Before I get into today's episode, we wanted to make an offer to you. If you go to firmsconsulting.com, you will see a pop-up or you'll see a place to add in your email address or you can register on the Firms Consulting website. If you register onto that website, you get put into an exclusive list. And what you get in that exclusive list is samples of the content we have available to FC Insiders. So that said, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. So in today's podcast, I want to talk about building conversations when you are talking to someone in a consulting firm, let's assume you're trying to network with someone. You've, you've set up this wonderful call after much heartache of trying to connect with someone. It was a long process and someone, an associate principal in McKinsey, San Francisco, has agreed to talk to you. You're really excited and you want to sound impressive and intelligent and you, you spend a lot of time. You spend a whole evening at Starbucks writing down a list of five or six dazzling questions to just blow her mind away. And you're so excited and you're so prepared. And come Saturday morning, she's got 20 minutes, but she says, you know what, Hector? I've only got 20 minutes, but please feel free to ask me any questions you want. And let's just have a discussion about it and I'll help you as much as I can. And you just go through your five questions, right? And you're so proud of yourself because you can see that, you know, she's had to think about your questions. She's responded to them very carefully and you give yourself a pat on your back. Now, I would say that's a failed call. And I'll tell you it's a failed call because of the following reason. Look at it from the person's perspective to whom you are speaking. Let's assume I am the she. I am the lady who is the associate principal from San Francisco. How would I look at it, right? So let's assume you gave me the first question, right? I responded to the first question and I thought the first question was good. You know, because you spend a lot of time thinking through these questions, they're actually very good questions. You started off with this excellent question about how someone with your profile who has worked in government as assistant to the mayor, there's not a lot of precedent, you know, how would that kind of person transition in? Is it an experienced hire or is it a seen as an, you know, undergraduate hire or whatever it is? So she was very happy with the question. She told you so and she responded to it and she gave you quite a long feedback because she works in the public sector practice so she could speak quite eloquently about the topic. Then you had another question about the work done in the New York office because that's the other region you were considering because it's close to DC and you thought you could get exposed to financial services work because that's the kind of work you were doing when you were the assistant to the mayor's office, but it's also close to DC so you could kind of leverage both backgrounds. And again, a very good question. No one would ever say those were bad questions. So she responds to it, but she's a bit surprised that the kind of interesting tidbits that she gave you in the first question, you didn't build on, you didn't acknowledge it, you didn't do anything with it, you just went to an unrelated question. And then your third question, again, very good question, but unrelated to the first and second questions, you wanted to know what it was like for her to start off in the pharmaceutical practice, because that's where she started off, according to her resume. Again, the question you asked about the pharmaceutical work showed you had read her profile, you had read some of the research reports she's put out, so she was quite impressed. But again, she was surprised because in the first question, you didn't build on what she had already said. In the second question, you did the same thing. In the third question, it looks like the same thing. And after a while, for the third question, she kind of realizes that you're not actually paying attention to what she's doing or what she's saying, but you're simply going through a list of questions you've developed. Now, that is why these kind of things fail. And this is why these kind of conversations end up being a total bust. I have a very nice candidate. Well, I've got many nice candidates, right, that we work with clients all over the world. But I have a very nice guy from California, PhD. I think he's aeronautical engineering. I don't know. Aeronautical and mechanical engineering. I can't remember it exactly. He's got a very nice accent. I think he speaks very well. Very nice style of engaging, I think. Maybe it's the California thing, right? You know, they're just very laid back. But he's got a very nice style of engaging people. 
and we were doing a few mock calls, and the same thing happened with him. He had these set of questions, and he just went through them, boom, 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 boom. And I'd tell him something interesting in the mock call, but he wouldn't build on it, he wouldn't acknowledge it, he'd just go on to his next point. Now, this is what you need to do when you do these calls with people you don't know. You need to have one or two excellent launch questions, right? Excellent launch questions to launch the conversation. You need to start with these questions, open with the questions. You need to thank her for the time, ask how much time she has, and just say, well, I'm, you know, I have a few things to discuss. If it's okay with you, I'm just going to start, and we can see where this goes. You start with the first question. She will respond, or he will respond to your question by giving you an answer. Now, you have a choice. You can either go to your next question, which is not recommended, or you can listen to carefully to what they said and build on it. And that's what a conversation is. It's a, it's a dialogue. It's not a monologue. When you are simply going through your questions, it's actually a monologue. You're asking what you want and they're giving you what you want. But a conversation is you ask the first question, they respond to it, and based on what they say, you then take the key tidbits of information and you build on it. Let's assume when you asked her about you know, transitioning in from the mayor's office where you were working on, I don't know, financial projections and coming into McKinsey's public sector practice, she mentioned something along the lines of, you know what, we had a few people that have similar backgrounds and they transitioned in. Rather than going to your next question about New York, maybe you can ask her, you know, do you mind telling me more about those people and what kind of work they did and so on? So you build on the first question. That's the way you have a conversation. You don't just go boom, 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 you know, through all your questions. You build on the first question, which gives you your second question, right? You heard a response to your second question. You build on that, which gives you your third question. So this is what you got to do. When you have a conversation with someone, you should have one or two opening questions, right? Then you should have three or four objectives or messages you want to deliver. Now, let's go back to this example. Let's assume the three or four messages you want to deliver to is that, look, I worked in the mayor's office, but I did hardcore statistical analysis. I wasn't doing some basic modeling here or just collecting spreadsheets. Second, even though I was only 23, I managed a team of eight people. The third one, I managed very difficult situations. And the fourth one, let's assume there's three objectives. Now, what you got to do is you're going to have these one or two opening questions, right? And based on a response to the first question, you got to develop your next question, building on a response to your first question. But as you either have a conversation with her or you craft your second question of her first response, you got to find a way to deliver your message. For example, right? Let's play this out. Let's assume we're having the call. Let's assume her name is Sheila. And I say, you know, let's assume Sheila is talking about how people with similar backgrounds as you had uh, joined McKinsey and have done fairly well. Now, my response to that would be, well, Sheila, thank you so much. That's actually very interesting information. I never knew that because I couldn't find it on the McKinsey website. And I'd make a joke along the lines of, well, I suppose, you know, you kind of everyone's profile on McKinsey. It's quite a large company. And then I'd say, well, you know, that's fascinating to me. And I wanted to know particularly, now I've got quite a lot of quantitative experience because, for example, when I was with the mayor's office, I built the econometric models to forecast a job creation and also to work out job creation per sector, aggregate it up and so on. Do the people who joined McKinsey in my background, did they have similar backgrounds or were they more qualitative in their backgrounds? And, you know, if it was one or the other, you know, how did they progress? And it was a combination of, you know, how did people in my background progress? So did you notice that what I did there? I delivered one of the key messages I wanted to deliver, which is that I'm quantitative. But I didn't just deliver it from the middle of nowhere. I built it in and off the response she gave. And that's what you've got to do throughout. Your strategy will have to be an opening question, build on what she says, 
And then every time you get a chance to talk or ask a question that is directly related to what she's saying, you have to be able to clearly deliver one of your messages. Now, I have a candidate from France who calls this, you know, like a spin doctor. I hate that term. It's not a spin doctor. It's clear communication. Most people don't know how to communicate. And I hate that term. It's not being a spin doctor. This is the way you communicate. This is communication. You need to respond to what the person is telling you. And you have to be very consistent about the messages you are delivering. In fact, you can't know what messages, if you have those three or four messages you want to deliver in the call, you can't know what those three or four messages are until you've properly rewritten your resume, which is in another podcast, and know what are the messages you want to deliver. But this is the way you're meant to run any call you have with people. This is the way to communicate, right? This is the way you have a conversation. You should always ask a few questions and build on what the person is saying. If the person can see you're building on what they're saying and you're thinking about it carefully, they know you're engaged in the conversation. Now, of course, there may be some people who are not going to be interested in you no matter what happens, but by and large, if you can do this in a conversation, you will come across well. And that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed doing the episode. Finally, I want you to remember that the only way to get access to our special offers, the only way to get our special pricing, and the only way to get samples of our content is to join the list on firmsconsulting.com. It's the only way also to get access to our unique advanced content that we make available to insiders. So if you want to get a sneak peek of things, test it out, see what's in there, this is the place to go. And finally, I want to thank you again for making us one of the largest podcast channels around the world for careers and for the 2 million downloads and counting.